welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, August 4th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's Doug underscore R-E-I-D 34. Been off for a few days battling the COVID bugs. So apologize that. Maybe a little scratchy in my voice, but uh, trying to get back at things on this Thursday slate in the MLB. 13 games in the board, but we're just going to hit on uh, the last 11. The first couple are already underway. Brandon Woodruff in Milwaukee. He's had Zach Thompson in the Pirates. And in the first game of doubleheader, he had Marcus Stroman for the Cubbies against Miles Michaelis. Can skip those games uh, just because they are already underway at the time of recording. So before we get started, uh, this is Sports Ethos presentation. And if you haven't checked this out, go to sportsethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S.com. And you can see all of our packages. Uh, I'm part of the Wager Pass group. So for 15 bucks a month, you can get all of our plays, all of our handicapping, and many other packages. You can get DFS. You can get fantasy sports. We're really ramping up the football coverage. Um, and we have a daily fantasy football podcast that's running now. Uh, we also have daily baseball fantasy podcasts. Going to ramp up a ton of football as, the, as that season begins very shortly. And... You can see all of that on our website, uh, free information, free articles, also a list of all our podcasts and all of our subscriptions, which are very reasonably priced. So I would recommend checking them out. But let's get right into the board tonight. As I said, 13 games. I'm going to cover 11 at 345 in the East. We've got the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw at the Giants, and they are throwing Jacob Junis. And you can get the road Dodgers at minus 225, the home Giants at plus 185. Total here is eight, so a bit of a pitcher's duel. Not a crazy pitch duel, but when Kershaw on the mound, there's always a, a eight or less total. And you can get the Dodgers on the run line at minus 125. Kershaw comes in 81 to third innings, 2.66 ERA, 0.98 whip. 14 walks and 84 strikeouts. So kind of having a typical Kershaw year. Maybe not the strikeouts we're used to in the past, but doing his things. June is back a couple starts off there. One start actually off the DL. Just 58 in the third innings. 2.780 ERA, 1.05 whips. So very good numbers. 12 walks and 48 strikeouts. Uh, if anything, I might look to the under here. Uh, juice both ways at minus 110. Uh, I think this would be a close scoring game. The Giants' bats are not impressing anybody lately. I do like Junis. Can he hold the Dodgers in check, perhaps? And I think Kershaw can definitely hold the Giants in check. So if anything, uh, I'm off the game. Minus 225, that's just too big a number to lay for the uh, for the Dodgers. But maybe the number of minus 8 in general, uh, it's a game I'm avoiding. Next game, as the Oakland A's in L.A. to play the L.A. Angels. You get righty Paul Blackburn on the mound for the A's, and they come in at minus 105. And you get Jason Junk making his second big league start, the young righty on the hill for the Angels. And they're the favorites at my, favorites, favorite team at minus 115. Total here is eight, just a little through the over at minus 115. You can get the home Angels at plus 165 on the run line. Now, games to stay away from me. Uh, I actually like the Angels. Junk had a very good start to six innings. He's pitched in his career. One walk, nine strikeouts, zero ERA, uh, 1.01 whip, 1.00 whip. Uh, way too small sample size, but got to give him credit. Had a great start to his career in his last game out. Um, but still undetermined what he can do, and I don't trust the Angels' bats behind him. So if anything, I'd lean to the A's, but I really hate backing the A's on a straight money line play. So instead, what I've done is I went to a prop with Paul Blackburn, uh, the starting pitcher for the Athletics. Didn't get traded. I kind of thought he was going to get, going to get traded. 
um, but didn't. So I don't see them limiting his innings. On the season, 106 in a third innings, 1.25 whip, 4.15 ERA, 29 walks, 86 strikeouts. It's not a huge strikeout guy, but in five of his last seven games, sorry, four of his last six games, he has went over four and a half Ks. And LA tends to strike out a lot. They're 12th most in majors at 8.82 strikeouts per nine. At home, it's even a little worse at 9.09. So basically, strikeout an inning at home. Mike Trout's not in their order. Um, they are not an overly strong lineup when you just look at the lineup that they're throwing out there. Ward leading off. Obviously, you've got, you've got great Shohei Otani behind him. Then you've got Rungifo at number three. Jose Reyes at number four and prospect yet to evolve into a major leaguer, Joe Adele at number five, Gerald Walsh at number six. And then Suzuki, Moniak, and Velasquez to round out the order don't really scare a lot of people. So I think if free, if um, Blackburn can get through five innings, maybe work into the sixth, again, they're not going to be limiting on pitches because they're not uh, trying to trade them. They're trying to win. Uh, I think I can see him getting to that four and a half, uh, I guess, basically five strikeouts or more platform. Uh, which he needs to cash this prop. So I'm on Paul Blackburn over four and a half case. I got it at minus 124. The number is anywhere between 124 and about minus 140, which surprised me. But uh, took the better number, as you should always do, and shop around. Got Blackburn at over four and a half case. Didn't take a quick break. And when we get back, round out the rest of these games. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Right. I'm going to try not to cough in the air too much as we go here, but rounding out the rest of these games. Next game, 4-10 in the East. We have Colorado against San Diego and the new-look San Diego Padres. You can get them behind Joe Musgrove at home, minus 305. And the Rockies throw lefty Kyle Friedland to the mound at plus 245. Total here is 7.5, juice to the over at minus 120. And you get the home rock, the home Padres at minus 130. Now, uh, I'm not laying 300 on pretty much any team, but I am on the Padres run line at minus 130. It's a pretty steep price for a run line. I usually wouldn't go that high, uh, but I just think the bats, the, the way their order is set up now, uh, they have the ability to get the Freeland. And Musgrove on the hill hasn't been great lately, but overall has had a pretty solid year. He comes in on the season, just pulling up his numbers, a 115 to third innings, 2.65 ERA, 0.99 whip. 27 walks, 114 strikeouts. Flip side of that is Freeland, 114 and two-thirds innings, 4.63 ERA, 1.34 whip, 33 walks, and 82 strikeouts. Um, so I am on the Padres. I'm also on the Padres' first five over two and a half runs. I got that at minus 110. Uh, and the reason being is 
with the new look lineup, they've got uh, Soto, Bell, and uh, Drury hitting three, four, five in their lineup. Obviously, had a great outing there. Um, but Soto's a lefty, Bell's a switch hitter, and Drury's a righty going against the lefty Kyle Freeland. And then you've got Profar and Machado, uh, Manny Machado leading off both righties, and you've got Will Myers in the sixth spot righty. So you've got five of the top six batters are righties, Soto being the other one who can hit anybody. Going against Kyle Freeland, who's had a pretty average year. Uh, he's pitched three times against the Padres, and in 13, 17 innings, he's given up 11 runs. So I think the Padres can get to him, and that's without this juice lineup. So I think the Padres can get to him. I think they can get to him early for a few runs. And then I think Musgrove in their bullpen, which especially with Joss Hader closing the games now, could hold down the fort. So I'm on the Padres, minus one and a half on the run line. So that's at minus 130. I got it. And I'm on the Padres first five over two and a half. Got that at minus 110. Next game, we go to Philadelphia where the Nats are in town. And uh, the Nats start Palo Espino and you get them on the road at plus 190. And the Phillies starts the recently acquired Noah Syndergaard and you get them at home at, my, at minus 230. Total here is nine, juice to the under at minus 115. You can get the home Phillies at minus 120. Syndergaard comes in, uh, all numbers with Anaheim, but 80 innings pitched, or sorry, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 80 innings pitched, 3.83 ERA, 1.21 with 22 walks, 64 strikeouts, having a good year, but not a great year. And on the flip side, Espino, 66 and two-thirds innings, 3.78 ERA, 1.25 whip, 13 walks and 50 strikeouts. I like the Phillies, I like the Phillies bats, I don't like the Nats bats, uh, especially with Soto and Bell out of there, but I just can't lay 230 behind Syndergaard. Um, I, he's been inconsistent. He's been decent, but inconsistent and can't lay 230 in the run line. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, at minus 120, uh, uh, minus 120, I'm not going to be on that either. Next game should be probably the pitcher's duel of the night in New York, where we have the Braves in town. You can get the Braves and their righty Kyle Wright on the road at an even plus 100. And you can get the Mets and Carlos Carrasco at home minus 120. Used to the over here at minus 120 on the total of eight. You can get the home Mets at plus 170 on the run line. Should be a great game. Uh, I think, if anything, I might lean to the under. Uh, you can get that at plus 100, the under eight. You got Kyle Wright coming in, 122 and two thirds innings, 2.93 ERA, 1.15 uh, whip with 36 walks and 120 strikeouts. You've got Carrasco, 111, two-thirds innings, 3.79 ERA, 1.31 whip, 30 walks and 108 strikeouts. But he has pitched really well lately. I don't think he's given up a run. I'm just pulling up his recent game numbers. He hasn't given up an earned run in his last three outings. So seven and two-thirds against Miami, zero earned runs. Uh, Five innings against the Padres, zero earned runs. Six innings at Chicago, zero earned runs. Before that, five and two-thirds at home against Miami, two earned runs. And before that, five and two-thirds at home against Texas, one earned run. He's been pitching really well. Kyle Wright has given up, I think, he's given up two or more earned runs in each of his last four starts. I wouldn't say he's slowing down, um, but I think this is, this is going to be a great game. I don't know which way to go. I was on Atlanta early. Um, but at even money, if they were more in the plus 110 range, I would be. I think I'd be on them because I think this game is a coin flip. Uh, both teams are hitting well. Both teams are pitching well. Uh, so it's probably stay away from me. I don't really have a lot of faith in Carrasco. I know he's pitched well lately, but if you go back to you know the end of June, he got rocked a couple times by Houston, which is no shame in that, but he got hit pretty hard. And against some of the better teams, 
Um, you know, his recent outings, the recent numbers I gave to you, other than that San Diego start, it's been Miami, Chicago, Miami, and Texas. Not exactly world beaters. So got a little more faith in Wright, um, but going to stay away from this game. Not really sure which way uh, I want to go here. Next game is in Cleveland, and we have Houston in town. You can get Justin Verlander and the Road Astros at minus 180. Zach Plesak and the Home Guardians at plus 160. Total here is eight juice to the over at minus 115. And you can get the Astros on the run line at minus 115. And what I actually took, a couple props here. Uh, when you look at Plesak's, well, just, just, just give the pitching numbers first. Um, Verlander comes in 124 innings pitch, 1.81 ERA, 0.87 whip. 22 walks and 122 strikeouts. A lot of people are saying he's jumped Shane McClanahan for the Cy Young lead. Um, at this time of the year, I think McClanahan's number, uh, innings are going to be limited going forward. So I think there's a good chance that Verlander can keep these kind of fantastic numbers up that he does capture another Cy Young. Um, however, lots of baseball still to be played. Police act for the Guardians comes in 104 innings, 4.33 ERA, 1.29 whip, 28 walks, and 79 strikeouts. But why I'm on, uh, just pulling up his numbers here. What I'm on actually is Plesak under 17 and a half outs. So 18 outs is six innings. So he basically has to go less than six innings. And I got that at about minus 110. And his last, here's his last number of starts against Tampa, five innings, against Bo- um, five earned runs, against Boston, five innings, three earned runs, against Detroit, 3.2 earned, uh, three, three and two thirds innings, five runs, only two earned, against Kansas City, five innings, four earned runs. So we've got to go back to early July where he faced Detroit, went six innings, two earned runs, and Minnesota before that, six innings, no earned runs. Minnesota before that, again, six innings, one earned run. So in his last uh, four starts, he hasn't made it past an even five innings. So I'm banking on, and he's, and he's going against the Astros, who are one of the best hitting teams uh, in baseball. And they've also got uh, Alvarez uh, is expected to be in the lineup, as is Kyle Tucker, both lefties who obviously hit righties well. And Tucker seems to have woke up in the last couple of days from a month-long slump, so to speak. So I don't, I don't really like Plesak against this uh, Houston lineup, and I don't like him going long in the game. So I'm thinking he's going to pitch less than six innings. So I got the under seven and a half outs for Plesak. I also got Houston first five over two and a half. Again, for all the same reasons, I just think their bats going to be able to get the Plesak. He's given up. Uh, again, he hasn't gotten past five innings, and he's given up uh, in his last four outings. Five earned runs, three earned runs, five runs, but two earned, and then four earned runs. So I think he can give up some runs early, and I think the Astros' bats can get to him for three or more runs in the first half of the game. A couple props I'm on. Next game, we have a game that I can't figure really either way. We have Tampa Bay in Detroit to play the Tigers. You can get the road raises, the favorites, and minus 180, the home Tigers, at plus 160. Total here is eight juice to the over of minus 120, and you can get the raise in the run line of minus 105. For uh, for Tampa, we have their young lefty Jeffrey Springs coming in to start, and journeyman Drew Hutchison on the bump for the righty Drew Hutchison on the bump for the Tigers. Springs has been up and down this season. His, his year-long numbers look solid, but he slowed down recently. 73 and a third innings, 2.70 ERA, 1.11. To 1.12 whip, 16 walks and 17 strikeouts, 77 strikeouts. Sorry, so over a strikeout an inning. Drew Hutchison, 49 and two thirds, 4.53 ERA, 1.39 whip, 24 walks, 32 strikeouts. So doing his Drew Hutchison things, walking too many guys, not striking out enough, but somehow surviving. So I, I like the Rays to win this. I just don't like them at 180. 
I don't like either bats. So the number, the total of eight, it's juiced to be over. Like I said, at minus one twenty, you can get the under at even one hundred. Uh, I just don't like the bats and be the team either. Uh, I don't know, you know, if they can put up enough runs. However, two Hutchison, a very average pitcher, and Springs, a pitcher, is struggling a little. Uh, if anything, I would lean to that plus one hundred on the under, but you're going to stay away from me. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next game, we go to Minnesota, where the Jays are in town to start a series. You can get Alec Manoa and the Jays at minus 130. And you can get Righty Sunny Gray and the Twins at home, plus 110. Total here is eight, juice to the over at minus 115. And you get the Jays on the run line at plus 135. Now, Manoa comes in 126 innings, 2.43 ERA, 26 walks, 114 strikeouts, 0.99 whip. Sunny Gray, 74 innings, 3.41 ERA, 1.11 whip, 6. Uh, 19 walks and 69 strikeouts. Both guys have been pitching well uh, this year. Manoa slowed down a little bit after his hot start, but still doing quite well. And uh, as a sunny gray, he tends to pitch a little bit better at home. Manoa in his last outing against Detroit of all teams, five and a third innings, seven hits, four and runs, a walk and four strikeouts. Prior to that, held Boston to one run over six innings, held KC to one run over seven innings, held Seattle to two runs over seven and a third innings. So, uh, and then before that, against Oakland, five and two thirds, gave up five runs, four earned. On the flip side, you got Sonny Gray against San Diego, f- last outing, five innings, one earned run. Prior to that, Detroit, six innings, one earned run, got beat up by Chicago, three and two thirds, six earned runs, got beat up by Texas, four and two thirds, five earned runs. Pretty mediocre game against Baltimore, five innings, three earned runs. So I'm not sure which of these two pitchers shine tonight. I think one of them will. Uh, I like the Jays at minus 130, a little steep for me. Uh, especially when they're on the road. So stay away from me. Next game at 745 in the East is the second game of a doubleheader I referenced earlier today. And you get Sean Newcomb making his first start of the season, the lefty for the Cubs. And you get Jose Quintana making his first start for his newfound team, the St. Louis Cardinals. And you can get the Cubs at plus 160 on the money line. The home cards is the favorites at minus 180. Total here is eight and a half, juiced even at minus one ten both ways, and you can get the cards at plus one twenty on the run line. Now, hard to say what Quintana is going to do. He pitched very well at home at PNC Park for Pittsburgh. I think it was a good acquisition for depth for the cards as they make their run. Uh, I've got a, uh, a future on them for the NL Central, so I'm hoping he pans out well, and I can cash that ticket if they can catch Milwaukee. Uh, and I like them tonight, but I can't lay 180 behind um, Quintana. Maybe look to the run line at plus 120, but even that is a little steep for me. So going to pass on that game. Next game is in Texas, 805 in the East. And you get Johnny, C- Johnny Cueto, the righty going for the White Sox. And you get Cole Reagans. I believe it's Reagans, R-A-G-A-N-S, a lefty for Texas, making his major league debut. You can get Cueto in the, uh, the White Sox, minus 135. Reagan's in the home Rangers at plus 115. Total here is nine, juice to the under at minus 115. You can get the White Sox at plus 130 on the run line, and that's actually what I'm on. Uh, I like Cueto. 88 innings, 2.86 ERA, 1.17 whip, 22 walks, 60 strikeouts. Kind of come out of nowhere, uh, but he is pitching well. And the White Sox... Uh, for the past couple of years, as much as they've struggled and had an off year this year, uh, but the past couple of years, they've always hit lefties well. So a young pitcher, decent prospect. I think he's a number six prospect in the Rangers organization. Um, was striking out guys at double A AA and triple A this year at well above uh, one per inning. 
Um, but going against the White Sox lineup that always hits lefties well and has been has seemed to have woken up recently. And again, I have them for futures for the AL Central, so I'm hoping that trend continues. Just trying to pull their lineup up. You're going to get um, going against Reagans, who's a lefty. You're going to get Anderson leading off a righty, Luis Roberts a righty, Elo Jimenez, who's been on fire as a righty, Albreo's uh, a righty, Moncada's a switch hitter, Andrew Vaughn's a righty. Grandal's a switch hitter, Pollock's a righty, and Harrison's a righty. So you're going to get nine right-handed bats who hit lefties well going against a rookie. Yeah, there's some uh, people who believe a rookie, nobody has tape on him, they haven't seen him uh, before. Uh, he can come in and shut a team down in a debut. Maybe that happens, uh, but I just trust the White Sox bats, bats a little more. And I trust them getting to Reagan's and then their their pen uh, who's been that's been decent this year uh, should be able to shut Texas down. So I'm on the White Sox run line at plus one thirty in this game. Last game of the night has Boston Red Sox in Kansas City to face the Royals, and the Sox start their veteran righty Nick Pavetta. You get them minus one forty in the money line, and Chris Bubich, the lefty. Goes for KC, didn't get them at plus 120. Total here is nine, so obviously not a pitcher still expected. Juice to the under at minus 115. You can get the Red Sox on the run line at plus 120. I went back and forth um, many ways on this and basically decided just to stay away. I don't like the way Pavetta's been pitching this year. He comes in, let me just pull up his season-long numbers. His season-long numbers are decent. 118 and two-thirds innings, 4.47 ERA, 1.32 whips. So not great, but that's definitely inflated. From his last month or so. 44 walks, 114 strikeouts. Bubich, on the other hand, uh, 74 and a third innings, 5.45 ERA, 1.6 whip. So even worse numbers, but he's pitched better lately. 39 walks to 61 strikeouts. When you look at Pavetta in his last few games, in his last uh, five starts, he's given up earned runs of four, one, seven, six, and seven. And that's against Milwaukee, four runs, Cleveland, one, Yan- at New York, Yankees, seven. At home against the Yankees, six, and at Tampa, seven. Or sorry, at home against Tampa, seven. So his, he seems to have fallen off a cliff, so I can't really back him. Bubich, on the other hand, his numbers on the season, which I just read, are not very good. But his last few starts have been solid. Against the Yankees, six innings, three earned runs. Against Tampa, seven innings, two earned runs. Against At Toronto, seven innings, zero earned runs. So um, he's righted the ship a little, and... The Red Sox bats are struggling. So I think, I think there might be a little bit of value taking KC at plus 120. Um, I guess you got to kind of hope Sal, Sally Perez gets in there and hits a home run and they can put up four or five runs and somehow uh, limit the Red Sox bats. I'm just not sure that can happen. And uh, I, the total of nine, I mean, these are two struggling offenses. Could they get over that against two bad pitchers? Absolutely. If anything, I would lean to the over. It's only minus 105. Uh, but in general, the game is probably a stay away for me for now. So, quick rundown of 11 of 13 games. Hope you enjoyed a few props, a few sides there. Uh, some first half totals I'm interested in. And lots of interesting games. It should be an interesting night. Before I go, uh, just a quick reminder of our buddies at Manscaped. If you haven't already, go to manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20 at time of checkout. And you get 20% off your order and free shipping. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully there's some ideas there to help you can make some money. And my voice seemed to have held out more or less. And I hope to catch you tomorrow.